Today is September 27th, 2020. This is episode 36 of Back to Normal, so let's get started. Okay, in this episode, I am going to be talking about something that hit the news in Canada earlier this week, I guess at the end of this week on Friday, um, which is what that we found out that um, the Liberals, the Liberal government, have made a deal with the NDP in order to support some policies that they both agree upon and um, came to an agreement that they would be able to pass um, pass a vote on the throne speech, which is an important government procedure where when they bring um, when they bring Parliament back into session, they have a throne speech uh, where they kind of the Governor General and then the the party and the, then the competing parties all give speeches about their plans for this session of parliament and, and, you know, the future in general. And after this throne speech and the set of speeches from the other party leaders, um, shortly thereafter, there is a vote and it's called a vote of confidence. And especially in a minority government situation, which is what we have now in Canada, um, it's very important that, um, that, this, that, the, that the liberal government, the, the government that has the plurality but not the majority, um, get votes from another party in order to pass confidence, confidence in quotes, um, meaning that they have the support of the majority of MPs in order to continue running government. And so I'm I'm really, really glad that this uh, has happened. This new story came out that the NDP are willing to support the Liberals um, to avoid triggering a fall election. Fortunately, um, the NDP and Liberals together have enough seats to do that. It's um it's a relatively it's relatively close to a majority currently in Canada. Um, obviously the other two main parties that would be able to control the balance of power in government are the Conservatives and the Bloc Québécois. And if you've been following the news, it's obviously not a good time for either of those other parties, um, to kind of drop a no confidence vote anyways, and force a snap election. I think, I think it's like 60 days to an election, which like the, the thought of having to plan an election in normal times under 60 day, um, under the rules of of having to do it under the time frame there um like it's bad in the best of times but trying to f- plan a fall election in the middle of a pandemic just as everybody's like starting to gather inside go back to school it like it unless we make all the covid testing centers also like um voting areas like you're just you're disenfranchising so so many people from voting um it's not a good time. The conservative and bloc Quebecois leaders are both recovering from coronavirus right now. They, they've literally tested positive in the last week, week and a half. Um, it's not a good time for any Canadian party to run a fall election. I know people in the States are saying, what, not having an election this fall? I can't imagine that. But um, we are in Canada and things are a little different here, although we tend to behave sometimes politically like we are United States light. Um, in this current situation, I think just logic and and everything else ruled out. And the leader of the NDP, Jagmeet Singh, is obviously not um, interested in having a snap election this fall for other reasons. But um, he was able to, in this case, negotiate to get um, uh, to get benefits relating to the coronavirus recovery and economic stimulus. And so um, we don't have to have an election this fall and i'm i'm really really happy about that um we've only had this government for a year we had an election last fall j- just before the pandemic and 
I was really not looking forward to needing to vote. Um, all summer, they were talking both Jean-François Blanchet, the leader of the Bloc Québécois, and Aaron O'Toole, the brand new conservative leader, um, were talking about potentially triggering an election once um, Justin Trudeau prorogued parliament, knowing that there would be a throne speech when they came back. And I honestly, it's uh, <laughs> it's only been a year. And in that year, like eight or nine months of it have been pandemic support, like emergency support, and then ongoing, like, hey, this emergency is not going away. We kind of have to turn this sprint into a marathon. Um, I honestly believe that they've behaved completely um, competently in the face of a pandemic. And the I think polling shows that, that the liberals haven't lost any support. And so if anything, all it would do having an election right now is solidify that support and turn it into a majority government. And I don't think the, I don't think it's in the liberals best interest to do that right now. It would seem like you're, they're taking advantage of the pandemic in order to solidify political support. Um, but it also doesn't make sense for the other parties because they wouldn't be gaining anything. None of the other three parties have anything to gain by having an election right now. Um, and really the only big question here um, with the liberal government right now is the um, the We Charity scandal, which honestly, in my opinion, I could have a whole episode about that, but I really don't think it was that big of a deal. And we've ended up completely destroying a, a completely viable and and good charity that young people were really excited and interested to be a part of. Um, I think that's that's honestly pretty terrible. And it doesn't really seem like anything particularly improprietary happened. Um, the finance minister has resigned now. It seemed like that was maybe the worst part. Um, the idea, yeah, I don't want to get too far into this wee scandal thing, but um, that's pretty much the only big thing that they have, the liberals have faced. And it kind of seems like a nothing story in the end. There, I'm not saying that there weren't any little controversial parts or things that they probably should have done differently, but in terms of calling it a scandal that should like bring down the liberal government and have them not um not be allowed to be in power anymore or like have Justin Trudeau have to step down or anything like that. It just seems like it's not um it really seems like everything on the record is is completely justified and they actually tried very hard to to be objective in the We Charity thing. Anyways, um nothing really like nothing really that's going to bring liberal to bring fewer liberal vo voters to the polls or make them change their vote. And so there's not there's not really a reason to have an election. Um, I did want to talk a little bit more about the interesting dynamic that the liberals and the rest of the parties have right now. As a result of the last election, I'm not going to look up the numbers, um, but from what I remember about last fall and, and looking at things since, the liberals don't have a majority, but it's really close. They have, they're like 10 seats short or something of majority. So they need support from 10 members of another party in order to pass legislation, in order to make any kind of major decisions, that kind of thing. And so in a way, it's kind of um, it's kind of fascinating because they can come up with policies that the conservatives support and get them passed. They can come up with policies that the bloc support and get them passed. And they can come up with policies that the NDP support and get them passed. And honestly, they tend to be more politically aligned with the NDP by a little bit. But honestly, the liberals are pretty dead center in the political spectrum. And so they can probably pass some legislation that they want to pass that the conservatives would be willing to pass, to um, do as well. And honestly, if they want to do something involving the French language, they can go to the bloc. The bloc um, really represents their own, the interests of Quebec. 
um, I thought it was kind of, it's, I've always found it kind of fascinating that Bloc Québécois is, is such a major party. And hearing the response to the throne speech from Jean-Francois Blanchet really crystallized that. I've never really heard, I've never really paid that much attention to Bloc Québécois, but listening to this speech, he starts it off by saying, dear citizens, like something like dear citizens of Quebec and friends of Quebec around the country. It's like, you're, how are you ever expecting to be taken seriously as anything resembling a national party? When your name is the Bloc Québécois and you literally say, dear Quebec, in your opening of your speech, it's, it's very weird. Um, but I, I actually, honestly, looking at this political situation now where the liberals need another party to support them, but only one, any of one of three parties can supporting them can actually get them over the top in votes. It's fascinating because it kind of feels like this is the way that government should have to run anyways. Um, Right now, if you compare, if you contrast that situation to the situation in the states, where right now every process in government just grinds to a halt because um, because the ruling party in the House of Representatives is different than the president, and so um, and is different than the Senate, and so the House comes up with these laws to to try to get passed, and the Senate immediately votes it down, and or the president vetoes it, and it feels like there's no there's no reason to even try to put legislation to put new legislation in place because there's no interest from the other governing parties, the the governing bodies, the the Senate and the presidency. There's no reason to support liberal policies. There's no reason to put them forwards because you're just wasting your time. They're not even going to read it. They're just going to vote it down. And it feels like this the system has been built and is kind of edging its way towards that as the only the only possible outcome of a two party system. Whereas with in Canada, where we have these multiple parties, um, the system right now, especially with this minority government, actually makes the parties work together. And it not, it's not that all parties have to work together, but at least two parties have to support any policy that's being made right now. And it's kind of fascinating because you have to, in that environment, any policy that the liberals want to pass can like it needs to be something that they know at least one other political party is going to support. And similarly, if you're one of the minority parties, you have enormous power because you can put up what you consider a really good piece of legislation as long as it's not too extreme and basically put it out into the media or put it into the ear of um, the liberal government. And there's a good chance that they'll actually take take a serious look at it if it's good because it benefits both parties. It benefits the Liberals and NDP, for example, get to say, hey, we put this work in, we passed this bill for you. Um, it wouldn't have happened without us. And both parties kind of get an equal stake in that this wouldn't be possible without us part. Because um, depending on who came up with it or whoever the, whose ever idea it was to introduce this legislation, um, they they are not the only ones that passed it. And it's, I don't know, it's, I just find it a fascinating dynamic. And like yeah, I said, like I said, I think if if this was the way things had to be, even under normal circumstances with a quote unquote majority party, like you needed the kind of cosign of a second party, um, it's it's very possible that we'd end up in a situation like in the states where just nothing gets done because a second party is just gonna poo on your suggestions and and legislation just out of spite. That because that's how it seems like it happens in the states. The the um, it really seems like the Republican Party just goes, nope, we're not doing what you want because we don't have to. And we get voted. We get we get to keep our seats in government if we continue doing this, if we continue just being obstructive 
and blocking everything you try to do. And it's really frustrating. But um, honestly, yeah, I, I don't envy being in the, in the United States right now. I'm very glad that we're in Canada and we have we have leaders who seem to recognize the reality of the situation we're in and not try to do anything completely out of left field or unexpected and just kind of stick on the political track right now because nobody wants to have an election this year. Like nobody actually wants to. The only the only reason or people who would want to do this are people who are either saying I don't want power anymore, which has happened, I believe, in one of the maritime provinces. Somebody said, I just I just don't want to be leader anymore. And so then you kind of need to find new leadership. But the yeah, at the federal level, there's no reason to have a, a vote right now, like an election, because it's just not it's not going to change anything. And um, so, yeah, I'm glad we avoided a fall election. I'm going to leave it there for now. Thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.